Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. So the question becomes like a normal question of what do I do if I was hoping it would be sunny outside, but I have a tornado instead? What do I do if I was hoping to have a pleasant and warm husband, but I have a psychologically painful spouse instead? The likelihood of your conversation with him inspiring him to not be a tornado is close to zero. The likelihood of you talking him out of being a tornado is as likely as talking to a tornado and trying to get it to not be a tornado. It's not appropriate for a husband to behave like a tornado. It's not right for a man who has offered to be your husband to not function like a husband. The unfairness of your circumstance is easy to list out. The question isn't what is fair. The question is, how do you survive an unfair situation? And so what we usually do in one-on-one -on -one sessions is we do a very careful assessment of your actual circumstances have you been chased out of your Nauvoo home and you're stuck in the middle of Nebraska with a handcart? Are you in Oklahoma and a tornado has just wiped out your home? Are you in a boat coming across the Atlantic Ocean from England after being newly converted and two of your children have already died because of disease on the boat? Okay. Your situations and circumstances are horrific, and there's no reason to describe it any differently. The question isn't, what a, why is this not fair? Apparently, God has been okay with unfairness for quite some time, including the Book of Mormon story where women and children were thrown into a fiery pit. The question is, what do we do next? So my recommendation, Becky, is you dive deep into pioneer woman mode so you make sure that you can function as well as possible. You clarify what a safe place is, establishing boundaries necessary to protect that safe space, and allow for the possibility, like many men from the scriptural days, from the Book of Mormon days, from the old pioneer days, some men don't come back. I'm sad about that, but some men never become husbands. So what we hope to do with our training system is help you be prepared in case he does not choose to ever become a husband. Does that help or is that just unpleasant, Becky? Do you have any clarifying questions? 
a little of both. It's a little unsatisfying because I've kept it bottled up. I kept it bottled up for years talking to nobody. There was no ARP for me 30 years ago. It, and then to talk to somebody, a friend or somebody was considered a betrayal of him for years. So it's only been recently where I've discovered all the things that I thought were good and righteous were just harming me further. And so to have him in a, not in a place of any kind of recovery, not being able to hear my pain is hard, but I understand the concept that don't make it worse for myself either. Yeah. Don't, and that's what I'm hearing you say is that he's not in a place to hear it. So I really don't have any recourse to say it to him, even though I have the right to say it to him. You can. I know, you but it, it. I've tried, but it usually blows up on me. Yeah. <laughs> so It will either go on dead ears or it'll be a backlash on you yeah. if he's not ready to receive it. Yeah. Now, I strongly recommend, now ladies, let me emphasize this point for a second. You may not know this, but your mere existence is pure gold. Let me explain what I mean by that, okay? My wife expressed more than one confusion as to me expressing some kind of, it's really nice to have you here when she's just sitting in a chair. Now, you may never have the experience of knowing what it feels like to be in a room when you're not there. It's, not, it's one of those metaphysical things. Can you imagine being in a room when you're not there? Okay, all right. I've been a boy my whole life. All right. When you enter a building and you enter a room and there's no woman there, it's pretty black and white and boring. Okay. If I enter a room and a woman is there, even if she's mad at me, even if she's frustrated with me, I don't know what it is about you women, but you radiate some kind of a warm, fuzzy, juicy, nice little sunshiny patch there. Even when you're in a bad mood, it's better than having a guy there who's all sweaty and snorting and spitting. Okay? It's always nicer to have a woman in your space than be by yourself or with a guy. You've heard the phrase, it's not good that man be alone. Okay? There's a win-win opportunity as long as you don't do it for manipulative purposes. If your greenhouse requires you to not be in the same room or building or county as a toxic man, it will benefit you by not being in his space and it will benefit him for you to not be in his space, no matter how many times he tells you otherwise. Because let me explain what happens, okay? Man enters a residence, a home. Wife is not there. He knows why she's not there. Either it's his own home or his, or a separate home. By the way, I've got a whole thing on if a man requires his wife to move out instead of him. Okay, that is serious brain damage. Okay, any man who would rather his wife move out of the home than him, he's already killed everything. Okay, so if you set the stage, I cannot function and function well with you in the same building as me, right? If he has to go through the awkward phase of finding himself alone, here's what happens if he has any 
spiritual inclination whatsoever, even the, just a mustard seed. Okay, somewhere during the next 24 to 40 hours, he accidentally finds himself in some version of a prayer. Can you believe this woman? I can't believe her, man. She's all like, I can't live with you right now. She's so ridiculous, blah, 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 blah. Now, I want you to imagine how God responds to a man complaining about his daughter. Just think about it from that perspective for a second. Okay? It's not that hard. Imagine some boy coming to your house and complaining to you about your daughter. Any idea how you would handle that? Would you say, I'm very interested in your feedback. I'm so glad you're here to tell me what's wrong with my daughter. No, you would pull a shovel out from behind your door and smack the kid in the head and say, no little boy gives me feedback on my own daughter. Nobody, no man gives God feedback on his daughters. I have a very strong testimony of that. Okay. If the man can survive the conversation from there, if he can survive it, okay, God will say one of two things to him. This has been the universal across the board. He will say, are you going to learn to become a husband or are you going to go away so I can find a real man for my daughter? Are you going to learn how to become a husband, or are you going to go away until I can find a real man for my daughter? Now, the husband who is not doing his work won't tell you that. He will tell you how your boundaries are wrong and how you're doing this all wrong, as if he's an authority on how to be a wife. I hope it doesn't surprise you to find out that men don't know how to be wives. And you should not be getting feedback from a husband on his needs and his desires and all these things that are actually not needs. Sorry, I'm being a little sarcastic because I've heard them all. I've heard, I, I know what they're all going to say. Okay. It's been, it's almost like I can carbon copy, almost identical with every one of them. Okay. And so what we want you to do is we want you to have that safety. Now, here's what the dilemma it puts you in. Once a man goes to a place that could be his mountain, he will do something that most men have done throughout history. When they go away from their families, they could be eaten by a grizzly bear and never come back. That is one option. Or they could pull a Moses or a Nephi or a brother of Jared thing and actually get revelation on how to fulfill their stewardships when they come back. And ladies, you will know the difference. My recommendation, if he's not coming back in the form of a man who's received further light knowledge, there's no reason to have him back in your space. Okay. You should not be trying to work on a marriage where a man is not being a husband. I'm sorry for your pioneer woman experiences in the meantime, while you stand there like a little girl with her hand out at the rolling skate, waiting for a boy to take you seriously. I cannot comprehend how painful that is.
Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f- when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.